and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am Kayla, and I'm here with my co-host... Noah. That did not sound very enthusiastic. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I think, um, you know how they're doing, they had a, we're doing Suicide Squad today, so they had the 2016 team uh-huh. and now the 2021 team uh-huh. so if we were on the potential 2026 team if we go the next five years uh-huh. who else do you think would be on our suicide squad oh man like are we thinking like actors who we would cast or what about we have us two with our favorite actors that we would want to be in the squad with okay I think we need Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I was literally a, about a, to say that. Um, we stand. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. Let's see. I would have said Jake Gyllenhaal, but after previous news, <laughs> I, I don't know if I would really want him around. So maybe not. Um. Hmm. Jacob Tremblay. I mean, amazing. He could be like. Uh, like you know, like sneaking in, getting through the small the small spaces. Yeah, well, he'll be older in five years. He'll be an adult. Right. This is in five years. Yeah. Okay. But you know, he'll still he'll probably have a little more energy still. Um, so John Boyega. He'll be a little younger. Wow. Can yes. you imagine Jonathan Majors yes. and John Boyega on the same team? Crazy. That would be a great team. Okay, and we need one more. I would we think we need a um, uh, female. I think we. I think Florence Pugh proved herself oh in yeah black widow so i think that she could really be a good a good part of the team yeah so with those six i think we have a good chance um i would i would watch the movie i would i would watch it, i yeah. can't imagine we um, would be very good in it but well we could we would make the plans and they would do like the work mm-hmm I think I think that would work. Like you're the um, computer yeah. guy and I'm doing sure. you know, something else on the I, computer I, directing the team. I don't I, know. <laughs> I could figure I could figure out some computer stuff. Well, in that um, case we could add uh, some other people to the team because if we're not actually in the field. True, true. We're like the people in the new movie that are like in the room. Yeah. That one room that they never leave. Uh maybe like Steven Yeun. Yes, yes. I think isn't he in gonna be in like some superhero movie coming up? Did I, I imagine I don't that? know. He's gonna be in some. I've I heard. Oh, him in, he's gonna be. I've in, heard him be announced. He's gonna some be stuff. in Jordan Peele's new movie. Oh right, yes. Very excited about that one. I feel like we could just get Margot Robbie again because she's in all of them. So like she would just be like a part of the team every mm, movie. Yeah. So I think that I think that I think that's a staple. So she'll just join because she's just like in the movie. So there we go. We got our new team all set for the next one. So you're welcome, DC. <laughs> how is your how is your week it, week's been? We're getting to the end of summer. Which is Not quite so there yet. Wild. The summer just flew by. It did, but it also didn't. Mm. Like it feels like it's been forever, but it's also like. I don't feel I feel like I haven't really done much like summer things. Mm, yeah. So I don't know. But it's been finally getting nicer weather here. It was raining a long time. Um, so I've been enjoying some of the sun recently. Yeah, that's great. Um, I've been I'm I'm still at my parents' lake house. I'm spending the mm. whole summer here, which has been nice. 
But apart from that, I've really just been working, uh, playing video games, and wow. reading books, I guess. The three the three staples of life. Yeah, and the right library there. here has, like, every single possible Nintendo Switch game. Like, you have to kind of wait if you want certain ones, but mm-hmm. I've been playing all the games that, like, I didn't want to spend the money on. And now I'm finally right. getting a taste of like Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. I like I was wow. never gonna buy that because of the price point, but here yeah. I was able to just get it from the library, play a few hours of it, and then be thankful that I didn't spend money on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's like it's always a thing too with those where if there's one you do really like, then you could like then you know that you are gonna enjoy it and your money will be well spent. Right, yeah. So I've always said that I think video game companies should do more demos mm. and free trials because I love when they do that. And, but they usually only do it for smaller games. So I think like having like a week trial for or like just a certain like couple levels for every game, I think would be really yeah, helpful. Yeah, or like because, a, maybe even like a time limit. Right. Cause, just because games are so expensive. So it's like I feel... I feel like people aren't going to want to spend the money that much money unless they know that they're going to enjoy it. Yeah, that's um, kind of how I Unless they're like really like hardcore, like buy every game this person puts out or this company puts out. So that's cool. You know, we love libraries um, in small towns too. So wow. Very exciting. Uh, that'd be a good movie. A library in a small town. Maybe like a murder mystery <gasps> and the librarian solves it. Yeah. Or like teams up. That also sounds wow. like a Hallmark movie. Not gonna lie, like a Hallmark it's, movie. It kind of does. It kind of does. But hey, it would be. It would still be good. It would be good. <laughs> what would it, would the? I'm trying to think of a good name, but I I don't. Death in I don't know. the Library. Isn't that like an Agatha <laughs> Christie book? I don't think Death of the. Maybe Death. Isn't it Death the, on the Nile or something? Oh well, that's a different one. I think there is one maybe called. Let me look it up. But it's in something in the library. Hmm. Deadly Dictionary. The, that's a good one. Um, the <laughs> body in the library. Oh, so yeah. we could always just make an adaptation of that. Yeah, I think. Um, but bring it into the 21st century, probably. Maybe they're all e-readers. No. Um, <laughs> so, or like a book club. They're in a book club. So like. Wow, but one, but one, the murderer is in the book club. Uh-huh. Like that's the twist. You you feel like you know everyone in the book club, but the the murderer is really in the book club, and that's how he gets all of his intel. Yeah. And that's how he gets in. He they all have a key. The book club people, which is probably not a good idea, uh-huh. but it could work for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> let's write it we'll cast all of the suicide squad from 2026 in that movie as well hey i think they would all be good in a murder mystery in the in a library yeah in the library well moving on to current topics we are going to be reviewing the new um the suicide squad movie uh from 2021 We'll also be talking a little bit about the 2016 one just to kind of uh, because it does like it is a sort of sequel to that movie, even though they don't really connect very much. Mm -hmm. But I think it is important to give our thoughts on that one because I think they did inform a lot of thoughts going into the most recent one for us and for most people. Yeah. So we both just watched this for this episode Uh because I was I think I wanted to maybe see it when I like heard trailers for it or like saw stuff for it, but 
I feel like pretty soon after release, this was just known as just a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it came out and there was some good reviews, but then a year later, everyone was like, that really wasn't very good. I just remember um, 21 Pilots made Heathens for it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's yes. the credits song, so it's not actually used it in is. the movie, but the music video uses clips from the movie. Um, it does. So a lot of people who were 21 Pilots fans that I saw went to go see this movie for the song, mm-hmm. and then they were really, really but mad the that they had to sit through this whole awful movie to like mm. hear the song and i thought that was really so funny. was was there plan to wait till the song came on and then just walk out of the theater i don't know because that's that's a little rude but i mean that i mean i don't really care because this movie's awful but yeah i think like i'm on we, we did the uh the justice league episode with zach smith michaels uh in may i think is when the new one came out and on that one i talked about how justice league 2017 is like one of my least favorite movies of all time and this one is probably on that same level just for different reasons like i think this one is um more of a movie than justice league 2017 i think that movie feels like five movies kind of copied and pasted together but this is just like the least interesting movie i've ever seen um (laughs) nothing in this movie is interesting or noteworthy i feel like there was like three old guys in a room and they watched um, some Martin Scorsese movies, and they watched the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. They're like, we like, the kids like needle drops, and they like Hot Topic. So we're going to combine those things into a movie. That's what this movie feels like to me, and it's just, there's no level of interest in the story for me when I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I didn't see it until yesterday. And I knew that it was bad, obviously, so I was kind of dreading it. It was really bad, like, just awful. I'm not even sure I watched half of it, like, because I was on my phone, just because it was so boring (laughs) and bad. Yeah, I was on my phone for some fun. And the the editing of it is, like, so strange. Like, they do these weird, where they try to do these, like, trippy effects or whatever. And I was like, Uh hmm... I see that they were trying to be cool, and they thought they were going to be really cool with it, and then they weren't. I think the problem Mm. was they were trying to do, like, a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Yeah, exactly. And just didn't. Like, they just didn't have the right people. I think a lot of movies after Guardians of the Galaxy, um, because obviously, like I said, it was more popularized by, like, Martin Scorsese Uh at the beginning, like, having all those needle drops, movies like Boogie Nights and stuff, but... I think Guardians of the Galaxy was, like, the rebirth of a lot of that, where people were like, right, people like having popular songs and movies. And this movie just thought that that was, like, all it needed to do was to just have a bunch of popular songs and just put them on, like, a playlist and just play them. Yeah, there's so many. It is unbelievable how many songs. like really I can't even imagine how much they spent just on licensing rights alone for snippets of all these songs and it's just like they don't even really fit the movie it just sounds like they kind of just like i said shuffled a playlist and just picked the first one that came up and like we have a whole needle drop category in our 
awards, uh, our secondhand film awards, and I don't think any of these needle drops would make that no, uh, that category. There's no way. If we had a 2016 awards, like even though there are songs in here I like, I don't think that's what the point of a needle drop is. Yeah. Um, because you can have a good needle drop and not know the song. Um, I think it's more just like how the song fits into the story. So, yeah, this movie is just awful. Like we'll talk about too, I think the because um, this was the first introduction of Harley Quinn was in this movie. I mean, not of all time, but like this version. And I think this is remedied in the later films, the later two that she did. But I think her the treatment of her character in this movie is like the worst introduction of any like main comic book characters in the recent mm-hmm. like past with comic book movies. It's just they get her character so wrong um yeah and the fact that she's really the only i mean they're they're not really protagonists that's kind of like the point where like they're bad but i'll say protagonist she's really the only like female protagonist in the movie and the fact that um there's that one scene where uh the classic like i'll show you what you most desire the villain does and her most her biggest dream is to be like a 50s housewife um yeah and it uh, just an interest a lot of interesting choices her relationship with the joker is just really bad well um, and jared leto is also just awful he's he's re- he's really bad he, i don't yeah. know what they were thinking I, like like i said it's like hot topic like exploded and the pieces of it kind of just flew onto him yeah that's, that's literally what, <laughs> what suicide squad is it's like a commercial for hot topic yeah like you can see the quotes like okay so that's a hot topic shirt quote and then you see the costume like well that's a hot topic halloween costume it's um not a good movie definitely it didn't get me excited to watch the new one but also i knew that everyone hated this movie and the new one was kind of like made to remedy that like i know that it's called the suicide squad instead of suicide squad but i think the fact they didn't call it suicide squad 2 kind of shows that they wanted to do have this one be a redo yeah right they didn't really want to be super connected to this one even though it does carry a couple of the same i characters. still think they could have changed the um title of hmm. the new one but we. Can... what do you think it should have been called like the squad no <laughs> <laughs> i don't Squata. know they could have called it like task force x hmm. or right pulled something from the movie i don't know right i don't know why it's th- th- i feel like the name Suicide Squad just doesn't even make sense. Like, I know it's kind of like what we know in pop culture now with this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really fit the movie for me. And I don't really like the name. Yeah, I don't either. And they also even are like, oh, we don't really go by that or we don't really call it that. And it's like, well, then why are you titling the movie this? Like, Yeah, it's like a joke that they don't like the name, but the name of the movie is still like, that's still the name. So yeah. I don't know. They yeah, could have called I, it like, yeah. um, what was Idris Elba's character's name? Doombreaker? Blood, bloodshot? <laughs> bloodshot? I don't think it was Doombreaker. I'm looking it like, up. Um, one um, word. Just... Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Blood <laughs> okay. Yeah, they could have called the worst it name. Uh, oh my God. Blood, Bloodsport and. Task oh, Force X or I think you were thinking of Peacemaker. No, I know Peace who Peacemaker no? is. Okay. <laughs> they could have called it King Shark and his band of trusty trusty friends. Yeah, like why um, not? Yeah, that would have been I a mean, good Har- name. I mean Harley um, the, yeah. the 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 Birds of Prey movie is like a silly title. 
you know? Well, they they changed it, though. Now it's just Birds of Prey. Well, right, but when it came out, like, so they could have done, you know, right, yeah. something like that. Bloodsport and the, and the fantabulous killing of a lot of well, people. Well, they could have done, like, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know, like, Project Starfish and then be, like, wow, the yeah. establishment of the Evergreat Suicide Squad, mm. also known as Test Force X in the parentheses. <laughs> yeah, right. I think a cool name, I mean, now we're kind of moving on to the 2021 one, but a cool name would be like, if they did call it Suicide Squad, call it Suicide Squad, then colon Project Starfish. So they like, I think that would help differentiate yeah, this one a little bit. Yeah, I think it just, it is hard when it's pretty much the same title, and I don't know if that's mm. affected it at all like i would be curious yeah. to know like people right because they want to separate themselves so much from the other yeah one. and people who aren't as familiar might be like oh gosh i hated that one like why would i watch another mm-hmm. one um which i mm-hmm. think would be a very fair criticism of it but yeah right yeah i like i like suicide squad project starfish they should have hired us they, we, they really should well you know we will be on the team for the 2026 yeah one, so we so. can come up with it we got we'll change the name we'll do task force x for that one um i was excited for this movie when it got announced um this was like it was weird i remember the announcement because it was right in that one it was like with james gunn when like he was getting canceled it was like yeah, right during that gosh. and then he got fired from guardians of the galaxy 3 and then dc hired him for this one but then he got rehired for guardians of the galaxy 3 later so it was just all like a mess it kind of got like mixed in with all of that but I was definitely excited for this one. It, it just feels like, obviously, like the obvious choice because of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and how he has a history with superhero team-up movies. Like, if you had asked me, what is the most obvious choice for Suicide Squad? Probably, maybe even the most boring choice, just because it's, like, so obvious. I would have said James Gunn because it's, like... Yeah. It just is, well, it knows this is how basically their Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't really love the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's okay. Um, but the second one is like my favorite Marvel movie. So I was definitely looking forward to this. Um, less so when the trailer dropped. I thought the trailer looked a little like, eh, but I was still excited when I went. I don't think I watched the trailer. I watched the first one and then I was like, I, I mean, I, the, the first trailer got me so like disinterested mm-hmm. that I didn't really watch the second trailer. So, I mean, I was still always going to see it, but I just didn't really like the first trailer, but I was still excited. Cause I still do think like he is an interesting director and he's very active on Twitter. So like, and I follow him. So seeing like his tweets, like pop up, even if it wasn't about this, just always made me remember like, all oh, right, this is coming out, um, later this year. So it was in my mind for sure. Yeah, I think, too, one thing that I was thinking is I've liked... I mean, I didn't watch the Wonder Woman movies, but I like mm-hmm. have liked other DC movies that have come out. Like, I really liked Birds of Prey, and yeah. I enjoyed Shazam a lot, too. And so I think um, I was excited in, in the way that I was like, oh, this one will be more of a, co- like, more of a comedy. Like, it fits more in mm-hmm. the comedy category or genre. And so for that, I was, you know, kind of excited in that way, like to see super more superhero films that are just more lighthearted and aren't like right really dramatic or 
Well, in like Birds of Prey, this is rated R. And I think the new Batman movie is too. So I do think that's a... I mean, obviously they have their Shazams and they'll have more Wonder Woman movies. But I think it is a good direction for DC to go in to differentiate themselves from Marvel. Yeah, I agree. To have that R rating. Well, um, and don't forget again, Joker. Not, and Joker, right. And not to like have it to be like a Zack Snyder movie and be really dark and gritty. Um, but also in movies like Birds of Prey and this to just be able to have more adult content. Yeah. Um, even if it's like comedy related. So I do think like that's a good angle for them because it does help the movies feel different than Mar- going to see a Marvel movie. Because uh-huh. um, I think they've just dis- realized like at this point they can't really do Marvel right now because yeah. Marvel just is so far ahead in whatever they're on the track they're on. Well, and I think um, they tried yeah. it already and it they didn't did work. and it failed like, they tried with the i mean superman. suicide squad was a part of it yeah, yeah they tried with the superman movies aquaman like that mm-hmm. kind of earlier phase of re- the start of recent dc years um or mm. like their new phase i guess it it didn't work and so i think mm-hmm. once they kind of changed tunes then they're like oh this works for us. And it's not like they aren't right. making other movies too, because obviously we had Shazam and we'll be having Shazam 2 come out soon. You know, the Wonder mm-hmm. Woman movies, I guess, could kind of also fit into that general more. Right. So some more like kid ones, or not kid, but family. Yeah, family friendly at least. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice, like, I mean, I don't, I think there is still some connectivity between some of the movies. I'm not an expert, but. It is nice not having to worry really about um, cinematic universe stuff when you watch a superhero movie. Like, I do enjoy the interconnectedness of Marvel's movies and shows, but it is nice to watch this movie or even Birds of Prey and not have to really worry about, like, so how does this connect to all the other 15 movies in the series? Um, I just think, like, it gives the director's more freedom and it just makes for a more a different viewing experience i guess yeah so that's nice too do you want to go into the review then quickly yeah all right well let's take an ad break and then when we come back we will be uh doing a first a spoiler free review of suicide the suicide squad and then a spoiler review back okay we are here to talk about the new um i mean we don't really know if it's going to be the blockbuster of this month but we're here to talk about the new blockbuster movie because that's what it was made as suicide squad um like looking ahead in august there's really not much else really big coming out Mm -hmm. um this month there's obviously the things that like are smaller or that maybe we're looking forward to but i think this is really like the big release of this month yeah i think so too i can't even think of what else is coming out this month free guy (laughs) right oh my gosh that looks so bad um and then they also have i they have been pushing Candyman um at my theater at least yeah i've seen like two or three trailers for it so that's cool i hope that kind of can be like an old kind of thing where that was also like a kind of horror thriller or not original story but 
semi-original story and that's doing well at the box office so i think that could be cool but this is like obviously dc like a really big budget Mm -hmm. big superhero movie so this is really the movie of the month so it was obviously released on august 5th on a friday and it is currently projected to make 25 million dollars over the weekend which is not very good but it's also on hbo max so that is feels really low it real it is very low. Um, I know that Have they said how much they've made so far. I don't know for sure yet, but they it's projected currently to be twenty five million. And I know that Jungle Cruise is doing really good right now. It already has gonna like after two weeks is gonna have about twenty four million dollars. So that's really good for that movie. Old like I said is doing surprisingly well. Black Widow is Black Widow. So um it has competition but 25 million is just like yikes and i don't know how much of that is really to do with hbo max but i don't know yeah and the pandemic right right yeah it Um, says the budget was 185 million so yeah that's um that is a big major loss (laughs) (laughs) it really is jeez um it isn't because i feel like there was some ad campaign for this but I don't know if I really saw much excitement about it outside of like just regular. No, movie I think fans. really the only things that I kind of saw were was stuff about um, John Cena. Yeah, because he's a king. But. Yeah, so I, I, that was pretty much it. Yeah, he looked like he was having a great time at the premiere. So good for him. Yeah, and I follow um, James Gunn. You know, so I right. S- yeah, seen... so I saw all of his stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, um, I'll go ahead yeah. and read this summary. And then we can get into it. Cool. The government sends the most dangerous supervillains in the world. Bloodsport, Peacemaker, King Shark, Harley Quinn, and others. To the remote <laughs> enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Armed with high-tech weapons, they trek through the dangerous jungle on a search-and-destroy mission. With only Colonel Rick Flagg on the ground to make them behave. Wow. Dramatic. Um, it's That's really funny because you read that and you kind of get what it's about, but then also like you have no idea. There's obviously there's a lot more going on that this state isn't in that. So it's it's a surprisingly like a lot of things going on movie. It was my one of my thoughts like that there was a lot of like things I just didn't really understand. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the government stuff. I was like, yeah. I really don't understand about the politics right now but i'm just going with it so we watched this though in different ways because i went to the theater to watch this on a thursday so opening night but then you watched it on hbo max so we have somewhat different viewing experiences um how was i mean i know i i know how it was but why don't you do you want to tell the audience how your viewing experience was it was really bad um so we have a roku tv and for some reason, the HBO Max, like, app on the Roku TV just is terrible. And our TV has That's been, like, a little That's classic HBO Max. That happens all the time. Recently, anyway. Yeah. And I was able to watch all of the 2016 Suicide Squad without any issues. <laughs> of course. Of course. And then I tried to put on the Suicide Squad, and it kept crashing, and so, like, for literally 40 minutes, I was sitting there, and then, like, it would finally start. But it would always start, like, 30 seconds before, basically, where I had gotten to. 
So I kept having to rewatch because I didn't want to like fast forward it and like force it to right and shut see off. something. Or, and yeah. so then I kept having to rewatch the scene, like literally in the first five minutes of the movie, where they're like on the plane about to like deploy, and like Pete Davidson oh there, and is like a werewolf. And so <laughs> I rewatched that scene so many times, and then finally, you know, I deleted the app, I restarted the TV. And yeah, I I probably tried to restart the movie at least 10 times. And then finally I was like, this is stupid. So I watched it on my computer, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel just like, you know, with a movie like this, it's, it's really hard to watch that kind of movie on a small screen because a mm-hmm. lot of it relies on those kind of bigger action sequences. And so right. I can't say that that helped my... Uh, viewing experience i was Mm -hmm. really excited to sit down on my couch and just like vibe with this movie and you know just didn't work out that way unfortunately man major l um yeah i saw this in the theater um that i think this was a bigger because i also went opening night for black widow and this was i think if not the same the a bigger crowd there was a lot of people there uh I had, um, so I've been to this theater a lot and I know how the seating system works, like, because the seat numbers are on the sides of the seats, but like, I know if they're on the left side, that means it's like, that's the seat basically. Mm -hmm. So I know that I was in the right seat because it's reserved seating. And this girl comes up to me and she's like, um, excuse me, you're sitting in my seat. And I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I counted from the side and i was so i knew that she was wrong but i wasn't going to be like a jerk like and go actually if you count from this direction i'm in the right seat so i moved to the right because i was like i just don't want to deal with this and then 10 minutes later someone else comes up to me and is like you're in my seat i'm like yes i know i'm in your seat and so then i had to move back to my original seat which i was in in the beginning um so that was interesting this the lady that made me move to the first place had a big bag of salt and vinegar chips and i just don't know i feel like there's certain foods that you just don't bring into the movies like i don't care if you bring in outside food but there's like certain foods that just don't fly yeah there's a line at a movie theater and that is just one of them um and it's loud and crunchy and it just the the theater experience just for this movie for me wasn't just good at all the crowd didn't seem very into it there wasn't like I feel like sometimes in these movies when even if it's not a good movie, but like everyone's kind of like in gear with it and everyone's laughing at the same time, like it just improves the experience Mm -hmm. Um, for this movie. Like the energy was just off. Um, There was very little crowd reaction. And I know that's not everyone's experience. I have heard of people having like really good theater experience with this movie. So maybe it was just the crowd that I was in, but it was weird because it was like a full theater and there was times like at the beginning because I like to laugh out loud during movies, but there was some times where like I was literally like the only one laughing. Uh-huh. And so 30 minutes in, I was like, OK, so I guess I'm just not going to laugh out loud very much because this is just weird because it's just me echoing in a room laughing. So that's not happening anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that didn't help. Obviously, like, though, the like the screen was fine. It was um, an exciting like visual experience. Like it was big and loud. Um, it was weird because I know that aspect ratio wise, it's like, it's, it's made for IMAX on, it's on, on IMAX cameras. 
So it is nice that they kind of aspect ratio it so you can see the full IMAX image in a regular theater, but it is annoying because like you get a lot on the sides cut off, like there's letterboxing on the sides. Mm -hmm. So that was a little weird because like the screen is a little more boxy, the picture. Um, but I guess it's a trade-off for getting to see everything in the image. But basically, I think this is getting decent reviews mm-hmm. um, from people. At least I've people seen a follow. lot of like really high reviews for it, surprisingly. Yeah. Like yeah, in um, the four well, to five star range, like four and a half and five stars, I've seen quite a few. And it's interesting because I saw it when it, but right before I saw it, I was seeing a lot of three and a halfs. Um, and, but then right after I saw it, then all these really good reviews were coming out from other people. So it was interesting like how early reviews were more middling and now later reviews from fans are like, woo, best movie I've ever seen. Yeah, and um, it was funny because like obviously I said before I wasn't super familiar with this movie or what was going to happen in it. And I was seeing all these reviews and I was like, oh my gosh, great. Like, it's going to be even better than right. Birds of Prey. Like, it must be awesome. <laughs> Birds of Prey I got bad so reviews, didn't excited. it? Yeah, but I liked Birds of Prey. Um, well, I know. Yeah, Birds of Prey So is I great, figured but... if it's getting five stars, it's got to be, like, really good. And hmm. I didn't like it. And so then I was like, maybe I went in with my expectations too high. I don't know. Hmm. But I was like kind of excited once I was seeing the reviews and then I was into the movie and like 40 minutes in I checked the time on the movie (laughs) and I was like oh my god like there is still over an hour and 20 minutes left of this movie. Like an hour 30 probably at that point. Yeah Yeah. so it yeah not for me but it, it was just interesting to see the different I have since you know seen some other lower lower middle middling ratings yeah yeah i um i didn't like i wouldn't say like i disliked the movie i definitely didn't like it that much as especially as much as other people do i am very much like in the middle on it for a lot of different reasons um some of like the the good things just i do think like i think the way they use the r rating is interesting um I think it works a little better than Birds of Prey, where sometimes in Birds of Prey, I felt like they were just, like, swearing because, like, they could. Mm -hmm. Where in this one, it felt a little more natural. Um, I liked the use of music, for sure, because especially after watching the 2016 one, where they just overuse needle drops, Uh I think that having only three or four in this one made it, like, differentiate itself from Guardians of the Galaxy a little. And also made those needle drops a lot more enjoyable because they weren't, like, happening every... And they were, like, good songs, too. Right, right. Because, I mean, James Gunn, he knows, like, how to pick good music. Yeah, um, clearly. And so I def- I appreciated the music because it was not very... Especially with the 2016 one, like, it's all, like, top 10 hits. Right. And so these ones were a little more, like, not underheard but just like a little more like oh wow this song or it just was a little more interesting yeah and the um uh grandson made a song for it that played which i was excited about because i like his music and so i thought that was fun hmm what did you think about the performances of the cast because there's a lot of cast members in yeah, this. some from the first movie but a lot of new ones yeah um I liked certain characters more than other characters, obviously, mm-hmm. um, as always goes. 
But I did think that everyone did a pretty good job, you know, for the roles mm-hmm. that they were playing. I thought that they differentiated enough between the, like, different villains. Because I think mm. in the first one, a lot of the people kind of just seemed the same. Like, they're just, like, bad guys who are bad. And I think in this one, they each had very explicit personality types in the way that they interacted with each other. And I think that benefited, you know, maybe from the casting um, and, and maybe just from the direction and writing as well. Yeah, I agree. I In the first one, it's like I feel like I didn't really know any of the characters. Um, I only really knew that there was Harley Quinn because, like, she's there's a focus on her and also I'd seen her in Birds of Prey. And then I thought, like, Will Smith's character had, like, obviously the most story around him but even so like the characters were not different at all i thought they were kind of just all blended together and this one i had a decent grasp on all the characters i margot robbie is always amazing in this role i think she's like one of the best superhero um characters we have like right now that are currently like in yeah, the movie. yeah i agree because like iron man and captain america i don't count as in the movie anymore because right, right, they're just right. out of it so, and she's just always great. Like, there's the one scene of her, um, I won't, I mean, it's in the trailer. So, she breaks out of a prison or kind of like a building. And I thought that scene was just really good. Yeah. Um, and I think that both this and Birds of Prey really did a good job, like, correcting the 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 issues with her character mm-hmm. that were done in the first one um, and giving her a lot more of, a specific personality and also just like just made her a good character i think i mean she was a good actor in the first one but i just think the directing and writing was terrible so mm-hmm. i enjoyed her john cena and idris elba i thought had okay chemistry like it wasn't i think they thought that they had really good chemistry yeah like i think that was like probably like james gunn and like the people they're like wow this is like the next great team up of two characters but i thought it was like fine yeah, because, like, um, there's a scene where they're shooting bad guys, obviously, as happens in these movies. Right, yeah. And they're kind of, like, competing with each other. And I didn't really even get the vibe that they were competing with each other until, like, the very end of their, like, little battle. And they're like, oh, I got more than you. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, like, exploding bullet. <sighs> and I was like, oh, wait, we were doing, like, a, like a little enemies thing. Like, mm. I thought we were doing you know they were a buddy buddy <laughs> i don't know like right it just was right. it kind of threw me a little bit I, so i don't know that they totally nailed that vibe um like you said like mm. i think i don't know uh we have king shark obviously who i mean is getting a good fan reaction of course um, that kind of character always does i thought he was good you know i just think like they didn't use him enough also yeah like they have him in a couple like key moments but would have liked to see more of him, I guess, to, like, really like him. Well, I think they used him so much for comic relief that they also mm. kind of missed another side of him that could have been kind of more, I think... Um, like a Groot character or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it felt like he was just kind of there to be, like, making jokes about eating them and food and nom nom and stuff like that, which works, right. obviously, um, but I think that they could have given him more depth. Um, one 
thing I wanted to talk about, which goes more into like the tone and the pacing and the humor. Um, I, there's a lot in this movie that doesn't click for me. Mm. Um, that's the biggest thing. I just feel like I never can. Cl- the movie just never clicked with me. And I feel like that's what needs to happen is you need to like lock in to this kind of movie yeah. and just like roll with it. And I just couldn't do that. One of the biggest things was the polka dot man. Everything with the polka dot man just didn't work for me. Like I didn't think his character fit with the movie. Yeah. I didn't think he was funny. Uh, the mom joke was like, okay, I guess that's kind yeah, of, it was a really weird. Idea. It, it, just like the tone of it, tonally, his character was off. The mom joke was off. Yeah, I think um, it's hard when you're trying to do these kind of eccentric type, like superhero roles, where they have like incredibly ridiculous powers. Um, mm. And I think his was was too much. Like it was too weird and too off putting um, compared right. to the rest of the group. I think what I would have done is nix him and mm. throw in Pete Davidson's character into the Agree, because we won't, he's not in this movie a lot. We won't give away why yet, but he's like, I I think he, like his few lines I thought yeah, were really good. Yeah, he's just not in that main group. And so. Right, which I would have liked to see that. I think he yeah, would have brought it. And I think. A good dynamic. He is a good actor. And I think that this is the perfect movie for him because yeah. he, like, really does balance comedy with drama, like, really well. And, like, a darker humor kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, especially, like, in his. Yeah. If you've watched any of his stand up and, you know, stuff that he does on SNL. I, and I I think that that's something the movie could have used is a, a character mm-hmm. that he could play. and Right, like a more like punchy comedic role rather than like awkward. Yeah, and I, I think that that was the problem is when you already have King Shark who sort of fits that awkward comedy role and then you have this other guy who's not as good at it as King Shark. It's like... Hmm. I, yeah, it's he. The polka dot guy was not. Yeah, not the vibe. Yeah, and I think that was just the biggest issue was like when the comedy doesn't always work. Like I know it. You did. It didn't work at all for you. I laughed at some of the jokes. Um, but when the comedy, like the comedy, isn't there, then it's just really hard to lock into the groove of the story, because that's like the main point of the movie. Like it's a comedy movie, and so when the main like thing doesn't work, then everything else just like doesn't follow through with that yeah, like right. the pacing just feels off you don't really feel unlocked with the with the with the crew with the characters and yeah i think that was just my biggest thing um and i don't know what it was i think it's like an issue of he they are they were trying really hard with this movie but also they were trying hard in like the least like the most safe ways yeah. Like all the jokes felt like they were like quote unquote edgy or like self-aware, but it didn't feel like the it didn't feel like they were really going for it. Like it felt like they picked kind of the safest choices that they could have for that kind of comedy. Yeah, I think one of my issues without um spoiling any of the plot is that there's a lot of different conflict points. So they kind of go to, like, A to B to C to D to E, and it, like, 
you know, there's one battle and they're on that thing and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're here and then we're throwing in this other character and there's this other small battle. Oh, and we have to go to this building. Oh, now we have to go to this other building. Oh, now we're going to this bar. Oh, we need a car. And it was just like, I kind of <laughs> wish it would have been more, the mission would have been more concise because it kind of felt mm. very aimless in the way that it was structured of like, oh, they're, you know, doing this thing and this thing. And then, like, it almost felt like a TV show, but in a mm. movie. Like, it felt like each of these different little segments could have been a full TV show episode. Maybe, like, a four to five episode limited series. And, like, mm. have the whole beginning up to, like, a certain point be the first episode. Because it just felt mm. like, to me, personally, when I was watching it, like, tonally, there were just, like, all these different sections that didn't really fit together. And so it was a little confusing to me to follow, like, multiple kind of plot lines and be like, what is the main story here? Like, what is, what are we supposed to be, like, focusing on? Right. What's our main goal? And I think it didn't help that I don't know if the story was as clear as it needed to be for me to really, like, get what they were doing. Yeah, I, um, I think that was is- part of it, too. I know that we're trying to bring superhero movies into like present day kind of situations, but I'm just, I'm really done with like really complex like government plot lines, like other countries, like America, like figuring out like, oh, they're the intelligence or they're our allies, but are they not our allies? Like, I really just kind of don't want to have that in many superhero movies anymore. I don't like have I just don't feel like it fits very well. And I think that the social commentary they try is again, it's good, but it's also the like the safest way they could have gone with it. Yeah, I agree. They're like where okay, would you we'll just get into maybe some spoilers now. Do you want to just do yeah, that? Yeah, let's do I that. Think... I think we're hitting right. the verge here. Cool. So if you haven't seen this movie, you don't want to spoil, just pause the episode here, go watch it, and then uh come back and play the rest. Um, so with the, with the whole thing where, again, it's like I said, the safest version where it's, um, like they find out that the classic, like, oh, the American government sucks. Wow. Who could have guessed? Um, and it's so obviously signaled with, um, John Cena's character Mm -hmm. in the beginning where he's obviously playing like the American, like hero kind of thing. And there's like the quote unquote twist where he like becomes the bad guy. Um, and I don't know. It just, maybe it was just too signaled, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like if you didn't see that coming, it w- would have been like an issue. Cause like, I just don't know how like that was even a twist. Cause I just figured like, okay, well they'll get to the end and they'll like, oh wow. The people we're working for are, are, are not good people. Maybe mm-hmm. we shouldn't work for them anymore. And then that's like, I feel like this happens a lot. Yeah. In yeah, definitely. And yeah, one of my issues um, too is that like anytime we, there's a, like a superhero movie like this, it's always some kind of like international thing. Like it's rarely yes, ever, yeah. unless it's like space people like Loki in the Avengers, it's really only just like international type things like there's someone Mm -hmm. like a russian person in black widow that they have to go take down and you know in 
um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, it's, you know, this other thing. And so mm-hmm. I think in this too, it's like, I don't know, why do we have to throw in this other person who is like a general and like have this other weird plot line of like foreign policy and their mm-hmm. whole country and their country politics? Like, it's hard enough to keep up with stuff when it's just U.S. politics and then you're throwing in, you know, these other characters, which was really yeah. confusing for me. And I'm like, why couldn't you just had, like, a starfish that you were fighting in Manhattan? Like, I don't know. Like, it was just like, why do you mm-hmm. have to, or a made-up city, too, but, you know, just why do you have to take it somewhere else and do all this other kind of stuff with it? Like, I don't know. I think it could mm-hmm. be fun to just do... A blanket. Oh, there's a starfish attacking the city. Right. Well, and I think that's why everyone kind of liked the Guardians of the Galaxy movies was because they did a lot of the same stuff, but they were set in space. And it's like, they. I think with those movies, you can still comment on political and larger issues, but I think you can do it in a bit more of an interesting way and not have it so like i just feel like when it's rooted in reality it just feels always so like formal Mm -hmm. and it's like i really didn't come to this to watch like people in suits talk at a conference room about the best way to use their superheroes as weapons like i just don't i just i don't know like it just doesn't fit with the more kind of fun light-hearted thing that they seem to be going for in other areas of this movie yeah like it just didn't match like the plot in conflict Mm -hmm. that they were using didn't match the tone they were going for i think right well let's talk a little bit about tone there's obviously some different cinematography choices in this which i think they tried to make part of the tone um they have a couple like creative visual stuff where they're trying to make it maybe more like a comic book in some parts, mm-hmm. like with the title card sequences, where I don't know what the, with this and Green Knight, what is up with t- title cards that I just can't read? I don't know. Like, they you could tell that they were like trying to be creative and like make natural title cards, and then it was like, but that is kind of hard to follow. And so I don't know. In some of them were like three days later or now in this city, but then some of them were like a chapter card where they said like a quote that was going to be said later on in the scene. Mm-hmm. So and I was just like, so are we using these as like chapters for the story, or as are they locations, or what's going on? I don't know, like stuff like that. And then also just the the cinematography, where some of it feels like it's like an Adam McKay movie, and it's like a B movie thing. Yeah, I do not like when movies take like um, lower budget styles and try to shove that into a higher budget mm. movie i have this issue with a lot of quentin tarantino movies where it's like i think people do this now with like indie music where they're taking like the um, the aesthetics of the of a more independent low budget style mm-hmm. and like trying to make that work with a bigger budget but for me the thing that's that makes those um those choices cool is that it is a low budget movie and it's like that's what they have to do and it just feels like it fits the style more. Like when you're trying to throw in this like cool like font, like you were saying, like the yellow font, have the shaky cam stuff. It just doesn't feel as natural because I know like they're just doing it to make you feel like you're watching a B movie, but I'm not watching that kind of movie. 
Yeah, the subtitles were really weird for me. Like, the title cards, you know, whatever, I see that they were trying to be creative. But when they subtitled the stuff that the foreign leaders were saying, with that, Mm -hmm. like, hard-to-read font, and, like, some subtitles are in yellow, and I think that's fine when it's just the simple, like, aerial font text on the bottom. But, like, the subtitles weren't even on the bottom. They were, like in the lower third or like over here and it was like it was really hard to just read those specific subtitles and i was like mm. what like ugh, i get that you're making a creative decision but this was not the one to make like this is the one that should have been like no i think we should just do normal yeah that's my opinion mm-hmm. right and it's like they're using the aesthetic choices of the of the genre but not like actually making it like a B movie or doing like what like trying to figure out what actually makes those movies enjoyable Mm -hmm. to watch and instead are just like see we're zooming in a little bit and we're shaking the camera and we're throwing in like this kind of this cool font so it like now it feels like you're watching this kind of movie where I but then they don't really like look at these movies and really figure out why do people like to watch like this more pulp kind of fun um lower budget films i don't know um it just feels like i'm kind of like with deadpool they're like looking at the audience like see this is what you like you like us making references and being meta and doing all this stuff like but it just then it just feels like they're trying to sell something to me Mm -hmm. and i'd rather the it just whatever they pick fit what the movie is so like with birds of prey i think that style like that feels like it fits the style of the movie Mm -hmm. where they do like the narration and they do have a lot of like title card stuff where they kind of show the, the name of like whoever's trying to kill her or something. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. But with this, it's like, it's the, it's like they had the movie and then they throw in all these like aesthetic choices to be like, see, you like this kind of stuff. And And also to be like, we're different, you know, like it felt like, right. Yeah. They were trying to set themselves apart um, which I think they could have done without doing all that extra type stuff. Mm-hmm. And even with like the opening where like they introduce this one squad and then they kill them all, uh-huh. um, that felt, I mean, it does a good job of establishing like higher stakes where people can die in yeah. the movie. I know that that's like a big thing, which is good, but also in some ways it felt like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really done with like wink people directors like breaking the fourth wall mm. in like being especially with the i don't know it doesn't feel like good filmmaking to me mm-hmm. it just feels like they're doing stuff to make audiences go oh wow that's a new thing i've never seen or wow that was a risky choice where it wasn't a risky choice if you're doing it to because like you know that we like that yeah right you know what of i'm course. saying yeah we're like they're doing it and they're saying, wow, the audience is really going to gasp here because we had Pete Davidson in the movie. And then they're going to be like, wow, they killed Pete Davidson. This well, must be it, a big thing. That reminds me of like Scream, you know, where they Yeah, which her. I think in that movie, it kind of works, though, because it was one of the first of its time. And that just yeah, feels more natural. Yeah. I mean, this just feels like, you know, a Walmart version of that. I mean, this is a $185 million movie. Like, Scream feels like it can do that because it's not like DC. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I personally wish Pete David. I mean, like I said that earlier, but right. I think that he's a character that could have been really valuable to this movie. Like, I don't know if they killed mm-hmm. off the right characters. Like, I don't know what right. went into that decision making. Um, but you know, and then you had, I guess the the weasel and <laughs> who I don't know what was up with him. Was They're like weird. we like people like ro- people like uh, Rocket from. Um, that's what it felt like. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's literally so maybe what it we felt should put like. In, I mean, the same guy. It's his brother playing that character, and it, his brother plays does the motion capture for Rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah. it's like it was the same thing. Yeah, it felt it felt very much like that. Like it felt like they were giving us a Rocket, and then they were giving us a Groot. Um, that kind of was the vibe that I got. And then like mm. they killed the Weasel, but then he was alive. So that was mm-hmm. kind of weird to me. Well, and even then, where it's like, you you can see the directors thinking like, well, they like Guardians of the Galaxy, and even the fact that this is James Gunn, so it's like even further more meta than that. So like, you can see them throwing these things in, like, okay, so we'll put this in here because this worked in that movie, and then people like that movie, and it just doesn't feel like a natural movie. It Uh feels like something that was created in like a lab to appease the most people, which maybe is too a product of the 2016 one where. Everyone hated that one so much. And so with this one, they wanted to do everything they could to kind of right that wrong, mm-hmm. which maybe they overcorrected a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I do. Th- my favorite part, which is interesting, I think this is with Birds of Prey too, where I think the first two acts of Birds of Prey are also not a little bit shaky. And I think this one too, where I just can never find a groove as first. But the third act of both of the movies, I think, is very good. I think the third act of this movie is easily my favorite part once they kind of get to the city or they kind of get to the starfish, I guess. Yeah, and I thought from that, that point, point on there is an good. established, like, you know what they're doing. You know, okay, we have the starfish, especially because they kept saying starfish. I'm like, so is it a real starfish or what are we trying to get to? Yeah. I don't know what is in this building. But once they're there... I'm like, okay, I know what we're doing. The characters can have a sort of banter because, again, if you know what the point of the story is, then you don't have to think about the story so you can focus on, like, the, the banter, I guess. Yeah. Um, And I really did like um the fight with the starfish. I thought it was cool um, to have it kind of in the city, kind of, like, gave a monster movie thing, have Harley Quinn stab him in the eye. It was fun. Like, the whole third yeah, act the was rats easily funny. Easily the best part. Like, that is when I was Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, if the rest of this movie was kind of building to this moment, and it felt like it was building to this moment more, I think I would have liked it a lot better. Like, I don't know why they had to do all of the the complex, like, okay, we have to do this, we have to do this, like, all these fetch quests. Kind of like Rise of Skywalker, where it's like, we're doing all these things in the first two acts. Like, why couldn't we have just built to this third act? more or differently because like they had yeah. that whole thing in the camp where they like shoot all these people and then they go in and it's actually like this almost like rebel base and they're like oh crap we just shot all your people and it's supposed to be funny and i just mm. was like that's kind of dumb and also why is that funny i don't know why it's funny that they and they're like oh man can't believe you americans with your guns blazing like so yes that's so, but why are we laughing at that then? Yeah, it just felt, that felt off. And then, like, that plot line was just, like, really weird to me with that lady. I was like, what are you trying to do here? All of this could have been yeah. totally nixed. 
are is she in a relationship with the with this guy or is harley quinn in a relationship with this guy but then he dies and then so neither of them are yeah it's very weird um (laughs) but then like i don't know that kind of comes back in the end but like i think all those kind of scenes like you said were shaky in the first two acts and then that Mm -hmm. final act I kind of was like, I wish the movie had been more of this and less of... Because I think even when they were in the building, like the Starfish building or whatever, I didn't understand no. any of that. Yeah. And I also didn't understand um, Peter Capaldi's character, the like scientist. I still don't know Yeah, I didn't really get that either. Because we yeah. had him and then we also had the guy that Harley Quinn killed and the the like dictator yeah, guy yeah. and then there was yeah. like this and so how did they connect? other general who was like taking over from this dictator guy oh my gosh and yeah. all that and then we have all the stuff back at the base with with um Viola Davis and mm-hmm. kind of what's going on there and so what what do they have on Viola Davis like what is their whole they must have like some blackmail on her to keep like she's been in like three of these movies i don't understand what keeps her she like probably gets paid a lot she she needs to get out of, i i'm worried i'm worried i think we need to plan a rescue mission for her I, she she's only in that one like little office building she probably just stays there forever yeah they just have well, her trapped. and that whole stuff was kind of like i get what they were trying to do like oh we have a bad leader in our you know mm-hmm. good which again good was so obvious in the first 10 well, minutes yeah because the guy's like are you really gonna were you really gonna kill a kid and so you know that he's gonna like rise up and that right. also still felt very like what's her name Sharon Carter in um Civil War or no uh Winter Soldier yes. where she's like yeah. oh yeah, we yeah. need to rise up against our leaders who are clearly giving us bad orders to kill Captain America like that just felt kind of I don't know like too on the nose yeah. heavy handed like we've seen it before yeah. And then they try to throw in, and I don't know. This is I. This is one thing I don't know if this is a wink to the audience because I know this is a joke that everyone does this. So it seems weird that they would do it and not have it be a meta joke. But the whole thing with her dad and the daddy issues thing, mm. I'm like, this is such a cliche. Like this is a Hated joke it. that how much of a cliche this is. Yeah. Where like movies throw this in to make us care about characters because you know they had a something with their parents i guess well and then um, they and- subvert it by being like oh no i loved my dad and it's like okay like you could have just done the backstory mm. about the rats without you know having this whole other like i don't know commentary about it but then well idris elba didn't he had a bad relationship with his dad so that was like he had a bad well da- dad yeah and he's a bad so then, he's a bad dad so you know which is they did that with Will Smith, so I don't I don't know what I think that whole thing was just weird. Um, I mean, it's not a bad movie, I would say. Like I, there were stuff I enjoyed. I think like right now too, I'm there's so much praise for this movie, so I feel like I have to kind of give the the more negative things I felt because if people want to see what's good about this movie, they can find it. But like there were aspects I enjoyed. Like I said, the third act was really fun. I think. Again, like with Birds of Prey, um, I think a sequel to this might be better because they have stuff established, but maybe they're, but then I see things online where like people are saying, I hope they do this with every Suicide Squad movie where it's a new crew and a new director and, but it's like, no, that's the problem because we can never like get something working. Every, every movie is like trying to establish a new 
set of characters where I would rather kind of just have everything established so I can we can get into yeah. the And I think story. now they have enough to work with. Um obviously we have the end credits sequence um mm -hmm. which I'm so tired of end credit sequences. Like I'm just over yeah, it. Yeah, I mean with Gr like, why does Green Knight need to have an end credit sequence? I didn't even know that there was one until later. I didn't know there was until I left. But I'm like, why is there? Why are we doing this? I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I agree. And like Marvel, you know, it's their thing, whatever. But like, I think in this, it could have been, you know, diff. Like it could have been in the end of the movie, and um, mm -hmm. you can tell though that they're they're preparing to set things up. Obviously, we already have Harley Quinn who will probably get another movie. Um, we can yeah. take one of these other kind of characters and throw them into something. Um, so I think that they're really trying to just branch off. You know, I'm sure... King Shark movie? King Shark movie. Um, I think they're trying to... There, there will be a sequel, obviously, with these same characters. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if it makes... doesn't make, If it's only making $25 million in the first weekend, I, I don't know. But hopefully. Yeah, who knows? I mean... Who knows? Who I mean, knows? we don't but... know what it was like on HBO Max, so. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I definitely wish I liked this more. Um, I might watch it again just because I watched it by myself. And so, like, if there's anyone in my family or anyone that would want to see it, maybe I'll see it again. And maybe, like, it was par partly was the crowd I was with, which, like I said, there was, like, no energy in the theater. Um, but, again, I feel like if you have a full theater and your movie isn't like getting at least half of the theater into it. That's kind of an issue. Yeah. Um, especially if they're there opening night. So they're there for the movie, like, cause they're excited about it. There just wasn't like that. In I didn't feel that energy, like of people being excited mm -hmm. for this movie. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think, um, was an issue. Um, but I mean, every, there's a lot of people that love this movie. So maybe I just didn't, maybe I missed something. Yeah. Um, I love Harley Quinn, though. Everything with her was great. I would have just loved a whole movie of her breaking out of that prison. She starts at the top, has to work her way down, kind of like a Die Hard mm -hmm. kind of thing. That would have been dope. A Die Hard Darley Quinn, Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, I would be in down for it. Die Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so gosh. what was your final rating for this? Um, My final rating, I was thinking a three and a half out of five but when I came out, but I, I definitely didn't like it enough for that. It's a, it's in like a very solid three, like right in the middle for me. Gotcha. Um, just because I think it does do some things well. Um, it may be some of those things I just personally don't like, but I think it is like a well-made movie. Um, I think James Gunn, like he knows how to make at least like a movie. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the other Suicide Squad, that just is it doesn't even feel like a movie uh -huh. to me. And there is, though, but there was just some things that personally... I didn't like, and also I think some things where it just reflected a lot of things that are in popular movies now that I just am annoyed mm -hmm. with. Like with Free Guy, there's a part in the Free Guy trailer when Ryan Reynolds starts talking to the to the audience, and I'm like, why are we breaking the fourth wall in a trailer? And then like he puts on a Deadpool, he's like, I can't fit into my Deadpool suit anymore, and so it's like just so much. I just really wish we could go back to like the 80s where we just have like blockbuster they're just fun yeah and we don't have to worry about like being really meta i don't know yeah it just makes me tired I get what you mean. it makes me too tired <laughs> yeah i gave this two stars 
Um, this movie is just really not for me. That's not to say other people can't enjoy it, because obviously they do. I think it didn't work <laughs> for me, though, um, in the plot. I, I did enjoy some of the characters, as I've said. Um, I appreciate... I think Idris Elba is a good actor. Like, I would I, like to I see him more. I liked his character. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. Uh, there is a little too much violence for me. I'm just very much not a violence person, and, like... I think it's good that they do have rated R superhero movies that can have violence in it because mm-hmm. I think that is something that's missing from others. That is just not for me personally. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a little off-putting as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, I just thought it was pretty boring. I didn't really enjoy watching it. <laughs> I just It looked very ugly too. I just like, like couldn't wait for the it starfish. to finish. It just is, like, very visually disinteresting. I watched a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movie, like, literally right after I finished it to cleanse the palate. And I also missed the premiere of a new Hallmark movie. And the whole time I was, like, watching it, I was like, man, I could be watching Hallmark right now instead of this. (laughs) And just, like, be sipping on some tea, you know, maybe eating a cookie. But I feel like this movie could have been a similar thing to that where, like, it's not serious, so you can just sit back and like have a good time, you know. That's what I wanted from yeah, it. Yeah, it was just which, it took again, too much from brain Hallmark. power, like exactly because I just exactly. didn't know what was going on. Um, or too much brain power for me. I was like trying to get into it so hard. Uh, like I was like, I really want to like be in the groove of this movie, yeah, and like be locked in, but I just couldn't. Yeah. Um, with the violence too. Like personally, that was like probably one of my favorite aspects, just because I think. It's fun to watch, uh-huh. but also on the line of the self-referential thing or the breaking the fourth wall, I think that also felt a little bit like annoying with that because mm-hmm. it's obvious that you're sitting there like, oh man, they love when we have a lot of blood and rip this person apart where I just feel like, like it's fun, but it's also like, is this really necessary like for the tone of the movie or is yeah. it just being thrown in just it because can. they know yeah. that like it will be cool like and it will get a reaction so yeah that's what i feel like maybe more it's like just throw it's annoying when people throw things in to make audiences like it rather than because it's like part of the movie Mm. and it just yeah that's a big thing for me so um yeah so a little unfortunate that it wasn't the movie we thought it was gonna be but you know that's what happens. It happens. It is what it is. It does. So uh, if you have thoughts on this movie, want to tell us we're wrong about this, which is probably what most people do, because I think the majority of people like this movie, you can email us at secondhandfilmcritics at gmail.com. Or if you have any like suggestions or thoughts on the podcast, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, also follow us on all your social media platforms. Just search secondhand film critics and we'll, we should pop up in one of those places. Um, our next episode should be a lot more um a lot more positive. What is our our next episode? Well, we've got two shark movies in a row here. We've got King Shark wow. and then we have The <laughs> so King true, true. of All Sharks. Uh The King of Sharks. Yeah, uh Jaws. Um so we both love Jaws. It's a great summer movie. We've kind of talked about it occasionally here and there in the past, mm-hmm. but we've never like done an episode on it. And we both read the book, which is wow. a new thing for the pod. Um, so book reviews. So we'll be talking about the book and the movie and the relation right. between maybe the them. making of 
yeah the making of the movie from the book yeah yeah we've got some thoughts um it's gonna just be a fun fun little episode on a movie that we all know and love a great summertime i think it will be yeah almost feels like it will be a movie that's kind of closing out our summer season like it right. kind of feels I, like yeah. summer is coming to the to an end. I walked outside the other day. We have this like really big tree right above our house, and mm. I walked outside and there were orange leaves on the ground, and I was like, oh, man. "What fall? Oh man, I'm ready. I'm Get ready to that fall season. <laughs> so we have some fall episodes planned. Oh like, my not, gosh, like, so many specifically good ones. fall." But, like, they work with the fall season, oh, so if you like fall, oh my gosh, you, we will have a good it's fall. It's literally my um, dream. <laughs> yeah, fall is just so great. Like, I love summer, but fall is just on the, on another level. Yeah. Um, like, the feeling it gives is better than the Christmas feeling, and that's a big, a big uh, thing to say. Yeah, totally. So, but get ready for that Jaws episode, so maybe a little last goodbye to summer, and then we'll have our end of summer, our summer of Star Wars epilogue kind of yeah. episode after that. So that will be a good cap to the summer. Um, but until then, anything else that you want to say? Um, No, I think that, that reaches my <laughs> limit for this episode. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening, and until next time, I'm Noah. And I'm Kayla. And, and we're, we're your, your second-hand second film, film critics. critics.